Welcome to Prince Trap by Trap presents Stephen Wonder Classics. Today we'll be talking about I Wish from the album Songs in the Key of Life, released on the 28th of September 1976. On the track we have Stevie Wonder playing Fender, playing the ARP 2600, playing some vocoder and of course playing the drums. Uh, we've got Nathan Watts on bass guitar, we've got Hank Red playing alto sax, Trevor Lawrence returning on tenor sax, Raymond Maldondo playing trumpet along with Steve Medeo both of whom, of course, have been on a number of tracks on this album and will be on a number of future tracks. Uh, and then we have Rene Hardaway singing the words, You Nasty Boy, um, <laughs> at some point during the song. And uh, it is 4 minutes 12, and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hey. Yeah, so I'm going to say straight from the top, 6 out of 5, a great song. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, we do have to, we have to start breaking the 5-star scale, I think, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, such... And the thing is, as well, is like... Um, just that kind of opening riff that he plays, uh, mm. which I think, which I think is on the, um, uh, which I think is on the the roads. Just that kind of, I don't know. It's just so like you hear it and instantly you're like, oh yeah. And then just the fact that he has this kind of wonderful horn arrangement, you know, which I think on earlier albums he would have kind of got away with playing that on like the Tonto or you know playing it on a synthesizer. But here, like just having those horns in the studio, it just really kind of brings something extra to the song. Um, you know, and then just like his, as soon as he comes in singing, you're like, oh yeah, Stevie Wonder is a great vocalist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, you, and you know, and this is, this is why, you know, this is why he's, you know, regarded as a genius. Like just, he tells this story, you know, of his own childhood, but he makes it feel kind of, you know, very universal. Although, you know, I think these days the, you know, the whooping from behind, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you know the, that might be that might be less kind of relatable, um, you know. Uh, but I just kind of I just kind of love the you know just when he opens up singing, you know, looking back on when I when I was a little nappy headed boy, <laughs> then my only worry was for Christmas what was would be my toy. Like it's it's so kind of instantly you're like oh yeah you know like you you, you kind of relate straight away right um, and just this kind of even though sometimes we would not get a thing we were happy with the. The joy the day would bring, which you know, I think you kind of the the fact that Steve Wonder delivers this entire song so upbeat, it takes away from the fact that you know he had a hard childhood, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like those early years, you know, he, he you know he was he basically his parents could, you know, were kind of really struggling to kind of bring him up, and um, you know he had five siblings and wasn't much money to go around, you know, like uh, Stevie obviously becoming uh, becoming a kind of sensation as a kind of child singer. Uh, was the thing that kind of saved the family and and obviously his his kind of uh, uh, you know in a different in a different kind of um you know in a different story you know stevie would be kind of basically providing for the family as a kid and then that would end up in a kind of tragic situation but (laughs) as it is stevie wonder was kind of even headed enough to make sure that by the time he got into his 20s he was still very put together and didn't become one of those kind of failed child stars um but just the fact the fact that his childhood was so hard um, I think he's kind of one of the things that by the time his contract was up with Motown, he obviously didn't want to go back to that and negotiated a lot of money from Motown <laughs> to right. make sure that didn't happen again. <laughs> and so it's kind of interesting that, you know, we're talking about Stevie Wonder who in, you know, when he's recording this song in like 1975, he is a multimillionaire and he's the highest paid recording artist, you know, in the world. And and, and yet you understand that he he doesn't kind of ever take that for granted. You know, like the kind of... You know, it feels like he's kind of telling this story as a way to kind of remember that, you know, he did he did have a harder life. Um, 
and he kind of talks about you know sneaking out the back door to gang with that to hang out with those hoodlum friends of mine <laughs> which i kind of i like the idea of like you know like a a six or seven year old stevie wonder kind of sneaking out to hang around with hoodlums um but i'm guessing they probably weren't you know they weren't really that much of a of kind of hoodlums um you know just that maybe that's the reputation they had um and then kind of him coming back and saying you know greeted at the back door with a boy i thought i told you not to go outside <laughs> and then you know trying trying the best to bring the water to your eyes thinking it might stop her from whooping your behind so again that's something that i fully relate to but i can understand how stevie is relating this story and then the chorus which it's so kind of perfect um just that kind of even though he's told you about these hard days where he basically had no money and you know kind of everything was a lot harder he still sings. I wish those days could come back once more. Right. You know, why did those days ever have to go? So it's like, you know, he still, you know, and, and he says, because I love them so. It's like, you know, he, even though he had a hard childhood and even though now he is, you know, basically uh, living a kind of luxury that I pro- he probably could never have dreamt of when he was a child, he still kind of yearns for those those days and i think that's something that you know obviously there's a there's a danger as rock stars get richer and richer that their subject matter becomes more about you know how much they hate that their butler is arguing with their maid and i think that stevie wonder manages to avoid that you know he's he's basically by the time he gets to 26 he's richer than anybody else in the recording industry you know other than maybe the beatles at this point um and so the fact that he's able to kind of stay grounded and be like no look you know i still even though my childhood was hard and even though now i've got it probably the easiest that anybody's gonna have it (laughs) i still kind of wish that i was a child again and i wish that i could go back to those days and i think that that's something that you know keeps him relatable like i think a lot of artists they kind of do gradually get further and further out of reach and less kind of relatable but here stevie wonder is saying look you know this is this is what my childhood was like and yet i still i still love that childhood i still want to kind of go back to that and I don't know that I love that sentiment, and the chorus is just so perfect. Uh, it, it is a it's a great song. It's the you know the I think between the sort of nostalgic lyrics, which are a very very relatable, even while they're they're off they're also you know very specific to Stevie Wonder's generation to you know to growing up uh black uh you know there but but there's still something kind of universal about them which is which is impressive in itself i think it's impressive that we can relate uh to somebody like of all of all the people of all the like childhoods to relate to Stevie Wonder is, is is difficult because he was a star from when he was what 11 or 12 years old uh but he he manages to tap into that kind of uh that you know feeling that we all kind of have about our childhoods and i and i think that the song um you know beyond the lyrics like the 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 music is doing a lot of that a lot of that work um it's just it's one of those songs that just like instantly you can tell as soon as it comes on like this is I, you know the first time i heard this song I, I i i knew it was a classic within within the first few seconds you know and i think i think as well like like you say the kind of the instrumentation the way the music is done obviously for songs in the key of life stevie kind of backed off using synthesizers quite so heavily um, you know, the Fender Rhodes uh, is kind I mean, it's so kind of timeless. 
um, you know, kind of even to this day, people use it on songs. And so like, it's hard to kind of identify when a song is just by the kind of Fender. And then also, you know, the, the kind of horn arrangements and everything kind of give it a bit more of a kind of timeless feel as well. And just the fact that the subject matter is kind of about nostalgia. It's like, well, that's, you know, that's an evergreen topic that I think everybody yeah. kind of... So it just everything about it just makes it feel like a kind of timeless classic, right? Um, you know. And then when he has this kind of, you know, uh, brother says he's telling about you playing doctor with that girl, <laughs> and, which of course, you know, everyone can kind of relate to that uh, growing up. And then just don't tell, and I'll give you anything you want in the whole wide world. Like that kind of promise uh, is like it feels very childish, but at the same time, it's like the way that Stevie phrases it is so kind of perfect. Um, and then Mama gives you money for Sunday school. You trade yours for candy after church is through. Like, not something that I particularly <laughs> ever did myself because I never went to Sunday school. But yeah. saying this, this idea, you know, of like kind of, um, you know, kind of trading money for something that you shouldn't have, um, you know, kind of getting candy when you shouldn't have it, um, you know. And then this whole kind of like, you know, smoking cigarettes and writing something nasty on the wall. And then just this kind of exclamation of you nasty boy, which, <laughs> you know, I kind of I kind of love, you know, like that, um, you know, Stevie Wonder's sister makes a little cameo kind yeah. of <laughs> saying this about her brother in the song, uh, you know. And if you don't know who it is, it still works just as like a little kind of an exclamation. Um, and this whole, you know, teacher sends you to the principal's office down the hall. Um you grow up and learn that kind of thing isn't right. But while you were doing it, it sure felt out of sight. Again, <laughs> like, you know, it, it's something that kind of every kid can relate to, like the idea of doing something that you're not allowed to. Um, and yet, it, you know, the reason you're doing it is because it feels good. And so I, I just kind of love that. And then, of course, we kind of go to the chorus. Um, and, you know, this kind of yearning of, you know, why did those days ever have to go is, uh, I know, it's everything about it is so kind of well put together. And it's like, you know, Stevie Wonder on this particular on this album, like, he, you know, he covers like so many different subjects, um, you know, and if you're going from Sir Duke into I Wish, you know, which is obviously, you know, if, if you're not if you don't have it on vinyl or, or whatever, if you have it on CD, you can go straight from one to the other. Right. Which um, is crazy. <laughs> the, the, those yeah. two songs are, are, are one after the other like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like the Sir Duke itself has a kind of nostalgia to it as well, but it's a different nostalgia. It's almost like a professional nostalgia. It's right. almost like saying, you know, these are the things that made me a musician. And then he immediately follows that up with, I wish saying here are the things that made me a person. Mm. Um, and so I think the two together kind of, and also the fact that it's got the same kind of um, horns on both as well. Obviously Sir Duke is more kind of um, has got more kind of guitars rather than, um, you know, rather than kind of a, uh, uh, you know having like synthesizers and stuff like that and so you know just how like just the kind of contrast between those two songs like this kind of song that's a tribute to musicians and musicianship and then with i wish it's just like a, a kind of tribute to his own childhood right um, you know and i, I don't know it, like the two together they kind of they're a perfect kind of pair in terms of and also it's kind of amazing that someone would write Sajuk and I Wish and put them both on the same record. On the same album, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we've still got like Pastime Paradise and As to Come and Isn't She Lovely. So like, you know, we're not even in kind of like, you know, the the top three of like the greatest songs that are on this album, and yet these are still <laughs> great songs. So it's kind of amazing. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just such a great song. And it's and obviously it was so great that, you know, Will Smith decided to take a song and <laughs> use it for his own um you know when he sampled it for wild wild west right right yeah the the i i when you hear this song now there's 
we talked about how the the opening seconds are are like so great, but there's it, the opening seconds are also this weird like Schrodinger's cat moment where it's like, is this going to be I wish, or is this going to be Wild Wild West? Like there's <laughs> for those in, until until the 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 uh, the lyrics the first verse kicks in, you don't know, and it's a uh, it, it's it's a it's a suspenseful couple of seconds for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean. I think the thing is as well is like Wild Wild West, uh, obviously the film is terrible and Will Smith himself <laughs> has admitted that the film was terrible. Um, and it's funny because like, like it ends up being, um, you know, like Stevie Wonder appears in the video for Wild Wild West. Like, so it's not like, it's not like this sample was not like, you know, um, approved by Stevie. Um, you right. know, and, it had been a few years since Stevie Wonder had kind of like, um, you know, released an album. So um, <laughs> his appearance on this is, you know, kind of, you know, fairly kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of welcome. Uh, there is a performance of this at the, the VMAs, I think it was. Um, yeah, I believe where... so. I, I just I have a, this this uh, memory just like seared into my uh, in, in into my mind of Cisco in like chaps uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh bright bright white chaps right. um yeah it's it's funny as well because apparently the filming of the music video um you know drew hill the group which is you know who are, are basically credited on the record right uh one of the members of drew hill basically left the band while they were on set for this video because he questioned his life he was like what am i doing <laughs> on what am I doing with my life? And then he apparently just walked halfway through the recording. He just like walked off the set of the video and then never returned. And basically for about five years, he kind of <laughs> wasn't in Drew Hill. Um, and then because of that, it kind of ended up making Cisco into a star for a few years. And then, you know, after Cisco's star kind of faded, um, Drew Hill kind of reunited with that guy and they kind of did some more stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting as well, because obviously in addition to sampling, I wish, um, you know, uh, of the song Wild Wild West also samples a song called Wild Wild West by Cool Mo D, which is why he appears on there as well. <laughs> so this song is built is built out of samples of two songs, right? Um, and then on top of that, it's basically just Will Smith talking about the plot of the film. Yeah, it's a Wild it's Wild the West. Wikipedia article for for Wild Wild West, but but with. Stevie Wonder's music uh, playing in the background. <laughs> it's basically yeah, the song. Uh, and the, like the performance at the VMAs is really great because it has every. I mean, it has everybody except for that guy who walked out of Drew Hill. Um, and then towards the end of the song, the song finishes, and then the kind of the main riff kind of comes back in on piano, and it turns out that it is being played live, and out comes on a uh, on, on basically on a drum riser that's been pushed out. Um, is a piano with Stevie Wonder, who's been hiding in the back the whole time, and the crowd go kind of crazy for him appearing. Like they, he, it's a really kind of positive reaction, right? Um, and then he kind of basically plays piano for a little bit and sings the words "Wild Wild West," but you can't really hear him above the rest of the commotion that's going on around him um, on stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's weird is like the song was like this song was like so kind of successful, um, and then like. The film came out and everybody was like, oh, we don't like this song anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and the, the weirdest the weirdest thing is now that the gap from um, I Wish to Wild Wild West um, uh, was like 20, like 22 years. Right. And 
and now Wild Wild West is is twenty years old. So, <laughs> so right. we're only a, we're only a few years away from the gap between Wild Wild West and the present <laughs> being longer than Wild Wild West and I wish. Um, well, when I do my uh, when I do my Will Smith uh, track by track podcast, Darren, uh, you, you're you're invited to to appear on the Wild Wild West episode. <laughs> you know the only the only CD single by Will Smith that I own <laughs> is. Wild Wild West. Well, that's, that's literally... it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh... And uh, I also there's also uh, interestingly on the soundtrack there's also a song by Eminem, which is completely insane. <laughs> wow. Because it also yeah it also kind of gives you the story where it, like Eminem complains about this guy who's in like this mechanical spider. Like, he, li- <laughs> he literally he literally talks about the 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 plot of of the uh, the film. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, I Kenneth Branagh, like, if I if I recall, was was the uh, yes. was the spider the spider man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's called something like "Good Guys Wear Black" or something like that. I can't. I'm gonna have I can't to look remember. that up because that is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be per, that's like pre Marshall Mathers or, or pre Slim Shady, whichever whichever was the one was his big breakout that that came after. Wow, so this is like early Eminem, like you know before eminem could turn down this this kind of thing uh that is fascinating uh but i mean that kind of leads me into something i i I wanted to say about cb wonder you know you would think somebody who is like one of the greatest uh musicians of all time one of the greatest songwriters he has this just like impeccable this this run in the 70s that we still that we still use as like the gold standard for releasing a lot of just amazing albums in a row. Uh, you would think that he would be really hard to get to, you know, guest on your song or, or to, you know, play during the VMAs, but he is like totally game. <laughs> like, and if you look at his, his latter day discography, he makes just all of these cameo appearances, you know, like, you listen to Shaka Khan's I Feel For You and you're like, oh, that that harmonica kind of sounds like Stevie Wonder. It is Stevie Wonder. Uh, you know, he's also <laughs> on uh, he, he's also on Brand New Day by Sting. Like uh, he's he, he's just it seems like Stevie Wonder. You would think that if you called him and were like, can you appear on my album or my song? Or he would be like, I'm Stevie Wonder. I'm a legend. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't need to do that. But 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 he it seems like he will pick up the phone and he'll do it, uh, which is which is kind of uh, it, it, it's it's um, it's it's impressive in a way that that he's uh, he's still willing to, um, you know, to to play on other people's stuff and to uh, uh, show up for whatever that was at the VMAs. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, he he like he he basically like up, even up until like last year, he's making guest appearances right. playing harmonica <laughs> on just like the most random of people's records. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like he feels he's above it. Like right. it feels like he's like if someone's like, "Oh, I've written this song, would you mind playing harmonica?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. You know, like just give me give me 10 minutes and I'll be in the studio. Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like he's always willing to kind of collaborate with people and and work with people and you know music is kind of um you know not as much these days his life but at least like he's he's willing to kind of be like oh yeah you know if you want if you want me to kind of like come and do this then yeah i'll do this you know like you know he's not kind of um you know he's he's not kind of above just kind of coming in and playing you know 
um, you, you know, playing a, playing a little bit of harmonica here and there, um, you know, which which is something that I've always kind of admired about him. It's just like, you know, you hear harmonica and you're like, that sounds like Stevie Wonder. And then it's like, it, it always is. Right. If it sounds like Stevie Wonder, it's definitely <laughs> right. Stevie Wonder playing harmonica. Like, that's just, you know... And and the thing is, on I feel for you, it works really well. Like like you're like, oh yeah, like having the main kind of kind of riff be played with a harmonica doubling it just seems to make sense as like a choice. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, I should say as well, the Eminem song that's on the Wild Wild West soundtrack is called uh, "Bad Guys Always Die," um, <laughs> and it, it does feature the word where um, where where literally. Eminem sings well he doesn't sing he kind of raps he says Dre here's the plot uh, this is the spot <laughs> so he's he's catching up Dr. Dre on the on the plot of uh of, of Wild Wild West that <laughs> well he, he says they call him Doc Loveless he's going around saying he took the game from us so in this in this scenario um Loveless as portrayed in the film Wild Wild West by Kenneth Branagh is a rapper who is dissing Eminem and Dr. Dre <laughs> um so yeah it's it's an entertaining song because you're like hold on a second what is it's almost like the time when rage against machine recorded a song for the godzilla soundtrack and you're like (laughs) you're like what you're like this makes no sense yeah the late 90s was a was a a very strange time to be alive uh i wonder if is is wild wild west the most uh the most like summarized film in the history of popular music like i i i'd like to i'd like to kind of like do the research behind this and see do we have more songs that are just summaries of wild wild west than 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 any other film because i mean obviously that was will smith's thing yeah like his rap he would always do the single that gave you the basic plot outline of the movie he was starring in but the fact that we also have this eminem song summarizing the plot makes me think that that maybe uh Maybe Wild Wild West might might take the uh, take the world record for most musical summaries. I mean, you'd have to listen to the Enrique Iglesias song uh, Baleamos uh, to figure out if that sums up the, so- the, the 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 album like the the film as well. Um, and then I, I, what's funny is I can imagine like these kind of like fifteen different you know tracks from this soundtrack, and all of them are like well, I don't know what to sing about. Maybe I can just right. summarize the plot of the film, and that's what everybody went yeah. with. And nobody told anybody else that that's what they were going to do. And so you just end up with 15 tracks that are just every single one of them is like, well, it's about, you know, Artemis and Dr. Loveless. And then, I mean, I haven't even seen the film and I know the plot of this film. So it's right. You know, and part of that comes from obviously Kevin Smith's story about, you know, him doing the the Superman film and, and. you know the plot elements of that ending up in Wild Wild West with the giant spider. Um, so yeah, it's I, it's it's kind of weird how much I know about this film that I've never seen. And in 1999, I went to the cinema a lot, and I saw a lot yeah. of films. You know, and somehow in between seeing the Phantom Menace and Austin Powers, the Spy Who Shagged Me, I never went to see Wild Wild West, despite the fact that I bought the single from Wild Wild West. So. Uh, it, you know, it was a kind of crazy time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I and the thing is, of course, like that's the enduring thing about I Wish. That's why it works as a sample for Wild Wild West. It's just the musicianship is so good and it's such a catchy hook and everything about it. Right. Like, it's, one of the, it's one of those reasons why you can listen to it and you can imagine Will Smith going, yeah, this is a really good song. I think I'll use this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just wrap a plot summary over this. This is this will be perfect. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I I think it's just like it's it's one of the reasons why I think it endures as a song as well. And I think that's why Stevie doesn't mind people sampling stuff. You know, I like unlike some other artists, you know, mentioning no princes, 
Um, right. <laughs> like there were some people who, when kind of hip hop came along, they they kind of objected to its very presence. Whereas I think Stevie Wonder, like once hip hop came along and everybody was rediscovering, like you know these. Re- I mean, Stevie Wonder has so many good grooves that it's like. Uh, if you're in hip hop, it's like you have to sample one of them at some point, right? And so, right. like you know, between between this and Pastime Paradise, Stevie had a pretty good '90s, like you know. And I think that's that's one of the things why maybe he, you know, he can spend his time being a father instead of releasing albums in the kind of the last two decades is because yeah. people are still discovering the stuff from the '70s and sampling it, and and that's kind of keeping him in the public's mind. Is like you, you know, every new generation can kind of rediscover Stevie Wonder through you know, plot summaries of extremely poor action films, you know, so, but yeah, I don't know, this is such a great song. I mean, this entire album's so good, you know, this is one of the reasons why right. I wanted to do this project anyway, it was just to talk about all these great songs. Um, so, you know, I feel like we said about as much as we possibly can about this and also Wild Wild West. And Wild Wild West, yeah. I mean, we definitely, we've <laughs> definitely exhausted the, the things to say about Wild Wild West. Yeah. Uh, nobody else has said those words as many times as we have in the last 20 years. Yeah. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Zachary? Sure. So I, uh, like I say, every time, if you're listening to this, you probably listen to Prince track by track, which means you've probably heard me talking about Prince. Uh, if that, uh, if, if, if listening to me talk about Prince, uh, is, is something you'd like to, uh, to experience more, you can at least read me write about Prince, uh, on my track by track Prince blog, which is called dance, music, sex, romance. Uh, right now I'm in 1982. I'll probably still be in 1982 when this, um, when this podcast is posted, uh, because they're coming out with a big box set of, uh, of, of Prince's 1999 album, which means that I'm going to be writing about it for that much longer. So, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can check that out at, uh, princesongs.org. And you can find us for this project at Stevie by Wonder on Twitter. Uh, thanks for walking me my guest here today, Zachary. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye.